Welcome to the Dwellings Podcast. We're glad you tuned in. Enjoy this message by Pastor Gunnar. Can we just sing that worthy? Let's just give him a little bit more worship today. If you've been holding back all morning, right now is the time just to open your heart completely to him. Give him everything. Worthy is your name. Let's sing it. Jesus. Jesus. Come on. He's worthy. Jesus, you're so worthy. Worthy is your name. You deserve it, God. You deserve it. You deserve it. You deserve it, Jesus. You deserve the praise. You've been so good to us. overflow with your goodness just think about how he's been good to you this week I want you to look back over your life and I want you to think about the answered prayers I want you to think about the breakthrough moments I want you to think about the times where the breakthrough didn't come but you felt the presence of the Lord with you in the middle of the fire in the middle of the storm in your life Guys, he's good. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You're so worthy of our praise today. We don't come asking for anything because you're everything we need today, God. So, Lord, would you just accept this song? Would you accept this fragrance, Lord, that we've lifted this morning? We just want to bless your heart. We just want to please your heart. It's all. That's all we want. It's all about you. It's all about Jesus. So we're thankful that the separation has been torn down because of what he did for us on the cross. Are you thankful for that this morning? 
that we don't we don't just sing about a God we can't know. Come on. We don't just singing about a God we can't know. You're singing about a Jesus who loves you so much and he's in this room today. And he's here to rearrange us. Are you open to that? That's what I want him to do in my life today. To bring back the freshness of a new relationship with him. How many know that new love and old love thing? If you're new in your faith, you feel it. Sometimes we can go to church so much we forget how good he is. Sometimes we get so religious we feel like we just forget who he is. And I just pray today on my own life that he would just wreck me today. He would just wreck that whole religious mess out of me. Would you do that today? Would you put your hand on your heart and just say, Jesus, wreck me today. (laughs) Rearrange me today. Help me to see you clearly today. Change my heart today. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, amen. Can we thank our worship team this morning? Thank you, guys. So thankful for y'all. All right. Thank you, man. Man, I am so pumped about this new series that we're starting today. But before we start it, and I'm going to leave you hanging. How about that for a cliffhanger? Um, I want to I want to welcome up Sherry Lilly in just a minute. She's going to give us um, some information about a cool opportunity that we have as a church family. Come on, Sherry. Y'all welcome, welcome up, Sherry. Sherry and Tim, this is a fun story. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to waste some time right here. Just call you up here and make you stand here awkwardly. All right. So t- Terry, uh, Terry and Shem, Sherry and Tim, we met them before we ever launched the church. And it's a funny thing. Like I, I, I found this video, this drone footage on YouTube. And I was like, I want to use that for a video to talk about the church and Savannah and all that stuff. And so I contacted this guy on YouTube when it ended up being Tim. And then Tim was like, hey, can I take, can we go eat lunch somewhere? And these guys just kind of came on and just felt like the Lord said, God's told us to help you plant this church. So these guys were some of the very first launch team of the dwelling church. And they've since kind of moved off and then come back. But we're glad you're back. And why don't you tell us about a cool opportunity we have as a church coming next year? So if I haven't met you before, I'm Sherry. Um, you probably see Tim out. He's, he's ushing uh, every, every couple of weeks when he's here, uh, when his job allows. Um, but Gunnar asked me to come up and talk to you guys this morning about a dream that Tim and I have had. You know, we're kicking off this series this morning about dreams. So this seemed like a good opportunity to kind of give you guys some insight into how the Holy Spirit does make these dreams come true. You know, a dream will be planted in your heart and it will be fulfilled. So before Tim and I made this crazy decision to launch this church with some folks from Alabama we'd never met, we had been members at another church here in Savannah for many, many years. And the pastor at that church led a trip every few years to the Holy Land. And Tim and I always thought, that trip, oh my gosh, we just feel like Holy Spirit wants us to do that, but the time's not right. We're raising kids, crazy stuff with jobs, etc. But just a few years ago, we're empty nesting now, and Tim said, you know, I really feel like the Holy Spirit's talking to me about this, but it's not to go with that other church. It's to go with Gunner and this church family, our church family, the people that we know and love. So a few weeks ago, Gunner started talking to us about putting together a trip to go to Israel, and 
we were just humbled by that. You know, we see the fulfillment of this dream that's almost 20 years old. So Gunnar asked me to help him organize it. And I'll tell you, one of the things that really is spurring me and Tim and kind of pushing us toward this trip and has been for the last 20 years is really summed up in Matthew 7, 7, where Jesus says, ask and it shall be given, seek and you shall find, knock and that door will be open to you. And we're really convicted that the Holy Spirit wants us to do that. The Holy Spirit wants to reveal all of the beauty and just the, the love and the grace of God to us. And we're so convicted that this trip is a way to do that. So next March, Gunnar's gonna be leading us in the footsteps of Christ through Israel. And if you're interested in going, please hang out next week after the service from 11.30 to 12.15. Gunnar's gonna walk through the itinerary. I'll go through the registration process with you. And if you can't make it next week, just email us at info at thedwellingchurch.org and we'll share those details with you too. And one last thing before I hand this back off to Gunnar, I just wanna say, I encourage you during this sermon series, really listen and pay attention to those dreams and visions that Holy Spirit gives you because that's how he communicates with you. That's how he comes to you and wants to reveal all of these great mysteries of the love of God. So back to you, Gunnar. Appreciate you. Hey, this is, um, Bethany and I had the opportunity to go to Israel back in 2009, I think it was. And uh, to this day, it's changed the way I read my Bible. Um, I'll, I'll be reading through the Gospels, and I can see where it happened in my head because we've been there. And um, it's just a really neat thing and a really cool opportunity that I feel like the Lord's kind of plopped in our lap. And so um, if you are, just pray about it and see if the Lord wants you to go on this trip. And we are about, um, word's already gotten out about it. I know some of you guys already knew about it. But uh, we're about halfway to our cap and so um, we're taking, I think, 26 slots are available. And so if your heart is stirred about that this morning and you want to you wanna do that, then come next Sunday and hear more about it, okay? Sound good? Who's pumped about that? That's awesome. All right. And if you don't go, just tell somebody, hey, while you're over there, buy me something. All right. Well, we're starting a, a series today called In Your Dreams. Now, this is something Dan's heard a lot because... As he would ask girls to date him early on in his life, that would be the response that he would hear. I'm just playing with you. I had to mess with you this morning. He's not the only one. Can I get a, Can I just get it? We'll have some prayer time afterwards for all the... I'm triggering some people this morning. All right. So, In Your Dreams. This is a series about the weird, wonderful world of dreams and the language of God while we're sleeping and I want to talk, before I jump in, I want to talk to two groups of people in the room. Some of you are like, oh, I can't wait for this series because this is my life and like this is the only thing that matters. Listen, dreams, visions, Holy Spirit, giftings, all that stuff is not the main thing. It's all about Jesus. What's it all about? It's all about Jesus. All this stuff is good. Every good and perfect gift comes from the Father. But when we make the gifts the main thing, that becomes the problem. And we get our eyes off of Jesus. But I want to talk to another group of people this morning that even us talking about this makes you a little nervous. Because you're like, wait a minute. 
I thought we had the Bible. That's how God speaks now. Well, that's true. I got a little saying that I like to say, the canon of Scripture is closed, right? Like, we got this thing. There's no, like, Gunter addition to this where I just want to add my part of it on the end of after Revelation. Like, that's not, this is the standard, right? Okay, just making sure y'all are worried about y'all. This is the standard. I don't listen to anybody who says something contrary to what God's word says. Even if it's an angel who comes to you in a dream. That's what Paul told the Galatians. If an angel shows up and starts teaching you a different gospel than what, I've, what the apostles have, have, have put before you, don't listen to it. So this is the standard. But at the same time, if God was going to speak to me, I would want to listen. I would want to know that if, if, if it's possible for God to speak through a dream, well, that's Jesus. I want to hear Jesus, right? And so God has said all he has to say, but he's not said all he wants to say, okay? So everything, when we talk about this stuff, when we talk about gifts of the Spirit, all that stuff, it's all got to come in line with this. So is that a good disclaimer for you? Do you, do you feel as nervous I know that's not all of us. Some of us are, let's go, fire, fire, you know, like, but some of us are like, wait a minute, because I've seen some crazy stuff in my day, right? I've seen some people go off the rails. I have too, but we don't reject it just because we've seen it abused. You know, there's some people who go off the rails with teaching. Do we say, oh, I don't know about that teaching stuff. I will never listen to another teacher again. No, you don't do that. You just correct what's wrong. And you, you go down the actual correct path, and that's what we're doing this morning, okay? Because the Bible's got a lot to say about dreams. So let's talk about this. Psalm 74, 16. I love this. It says, the day is yours and yours also the night. Job 33, 14 through 18. For God does speak now one way, now another, though no one perceives it. In a dream, in a vision of the night, when deep sleep falls on people as they slumber in they, their beds, he may speak in their ears. And this is what I, I love some other translations say, open their ears. And it's my prayer today that during this series, our ears would be opened to the voice of the Lord. And we can't leave out the second half of this verse and terrify them with warnings to turn them from wrongdoing and keep them from pride, to preserve them from the pit, their lives from perishing by the sword. And we'll talk about different kind of dreams. They're warning dreams, by the way. We sat around a table with a family last night. This is what we talked about nearly the whole time, just how the Lord is speaking to children in this church. He's speaking to us. Um, it's, it's on a weekly basis. I'll have somebody text me a dream that they had and say, hey, I've, I don't know if this is the Lord or not, but I feel like it has to do with the church, so I wanted to just send it to you. I'm telling you, God is active. He's active. And so I want to share a personal story with you. And if you're weirded out by this, you're going to be really weirded out by this when I tell my story. But it's okay. Um, several years ago, we were uh, I was serving in a church, and um, I had a dream on a Saturday night. And I've not shared this because it's a sensitive thing, right? Um, I've, I've not shared this with many people. 
And I asked the Lord, is it okay? Let me share this with you guys. And I'm just going to share it. And it's, it's, it's a little strange. Okay. But I had a dream on a Saturday night that I walked in the back doors of our church sanctuary at that time, the auditorium. And in the dream, I was at a funeral. And I noticed people were milling around. It was before the funeral started. It was during the visitation part of before the, the, um, the funeral started. And I walk down the aisle, and I go, and I greet each member of the family. The last person was the man who was the husband to the lady who had passed away, who I could clearly see in the dream lying there um, for the viewing. And so the next day, we got up, and we had church that Sunday morning, and it was a normal day. I didn't think anything about the dream. I was just like, that was kind of weird. And Sunday night, we back in those days, we had a Sunday night service as well. <clears throat> and at some point during that Sunday service, uh, someone said, hey, can we pray for Miss So-and-so? She's having a routine procedure tomorrow. We just want to lift her up to the Lord in prayer. And so we gathered around her. And in the, like, it was the same lady that died in my dream the night before. And so in that moment, I lean over to my wife and say, I dreamed she died last night. And, of course, I don't know what my wife did, but she's like, that is not the time to say something like that. <laughs> and, so, and so we pray, and then, it, you know, we go home. The next day, she passes away during the procedure. And um, it would be an understatement to say that freaked me out a little bit. Um, I didn't know she, you know, anything was going on with this lady all I know is Saturday night I had a dream that I was at her funeral and she died the following Monday. And I was not expecting that. At this point in my life, and I'll share this a little bit later, I didn't even know if God spoke like that. I, I, I thought he would to some people, but not to me. I was probably most disturbed about it because in my mind, I thought, I thought these three things. All right, that's a super awkward coincidence, right? Like if, the, if dreams are just simply the firing off of neurons and all that kind of stuff, then that's really weird that I had a dream that came to pass in two days, all right? Now, you got to understand where my mind was at that time. My theology wasn't where it is now, okay? And I, so I was just freaked out. I was like, okay, it's, it's either a crazy coincidence, and this was the way I thought, or the devil gave me that dream to freak me out, mess me up, or the dream was from the Lord. I, those were the three options in my head. And the, and the fact that it might have been from the Lord is the one that bothered me the most. Because what do you do with that? Well, my options again were pray. And we did. Second option would, was, would be, do you tell them? Dan, Dan might. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, now you're blaming me that she died. <laughs> but, but I thought, like, that, that's just, what do you do with that? And it really bothered me. 
And I'm talking like it, it really bothered me for, for weeks because I was like, did I not do something I was supposed to do? Did, did I, did I not do that right? Like, is it God? And I'm just praying and I'm, and I'm just freaking out because it's just, it's disturbing. And, um, and I'm going to pause the story right there and we're going to come back to it. But have you ever had a dream that weirded you out? Have you ever had a dream that came true? A lot of people have. Have you ever had a dream that you thought, I think God's speaking to me through this dream? Come on. Yeah. Have you ever had a dream that you think it was just pizza from the night before? <laughs> there are those two, right? So what, what are dreams? Like, we can't ignore this stuff, right? Uh, I, I taught on dreams one time. Really, I only just mentioned dreams at the end of a message one time, and, and I got some Facebook messages afterwards saying, hey, you know what I'm talking about this stuff. You're going to lead people down a, a path and all this kind of stuff. We shouldn't be asking God to speak to us that way and all that. And I thought, well, I at least want to be a good steward like everybody dreams and everybody's had something that they can't explain probably in a dream. Why don't we, why don't we just ignore it? Why don't we just talk about it? See what the Bible has to say about it, right? I feel like you're awful quiet this morning. I'm pretty vulnerable up here today. Sharing some pretty heavy stuff, okay? I need you. All right, so dreams are scientific. I've been studying dreams lately. I, I love, it's fascinating. It is fascinating. Some, some people think that dreams are uh, the, the brain's way of just filing information. Like you just went through your day and all that you read and all that you saw and heard, it just gets filed away in your brain. Um, scientists believe that dreams can be helpful for like trauma, for processing trauma. It's like you've been through a traumatic event and sometimes we repress memories and how many know God designed your brain to heal itself? Just like he designed your finger to heal itself when you cut it. Like after a few days, oh, okay, it's starting to heal. Your brain's the same way. Sometimes trauma keeps it from healing like it's supposed to. Dreams can actually help your brain heal from trauma. It's amazing. You need to read up on dreams this week. But dreams are not only that. I don't think, because we have a Bible full of, of testimony about God speaking to his people through dreams and visions and all kind of stuff. So I believe all the scientific stuff. You can be like Nacho Libre and Stephen. You can believe in God and science. Did you know that? <laughs> or my Nacho Libre people. <laughs> oh, got super fans over here. Because God created it. And so it can marry, and I love that. I love the medical thing, and the, God is the healer, and then he also, he also raises up people to be healers through medical science. It's amazing. I'm thankful for it. Did you know that one-third of your life you will have spent sleeping? I wish it was more, right? One-third of your life. Now think about this. If we, if, we, if we expect God to speak to us while we're awake, why would we just disregard one-third of our life while we're asleep when 
Could it be that God wants to speak to us through dreams? In your dreams, there are whispers of the divine. There is communication from the Lord. There is direction for your future. There is understanding for your present. There are mysteries and treasures to be unlocked. And all I'm saying this morning is be open-minded and don't put God in your religious box. Maybe just take that lid off for a series for a few Sundays. And let's see what God has to say about this stuff. So what does the Bible say about dreams? There are 21 dreams recorded in Scripture. That's not including the visions, the angelic visitations, the pre-incarnate Christ visitations, you know, that you read about in the Old Testament, um, all that stuff. This is night-night dreams, okay? 21 of them in Scripture. The first one is found in the first book of the Bible. Like, a lot of them are in there because you got Abimelech. He was the king. You know, Abraham said, she's not my wife. She's my sister. And Abimelech's, well, I'm going to take that girl to be my wife. And God shows up and says, you better not. To a pagan king. So God speaks to people who aren't believers through dreams. In the first book of the Bible, Abimelech has a dream. In Genesis 28, Jacob sees a portal open to heaven. There's a ladder. You thought stairway to heaven was a song. It's actually biblical, right? And the, and the angels were ascending and descending. And then in the next couple chapters, Jacob is told in a dream, hey, you need to leave your uncle's land. And then God gives Laban, his uncle, a dream saying, don't mess with Jacob. I mean, there's like all through Genesis, there's dream, dream, dream. And then you get to Joseph, the dreamer, the crazy guy that said, hey, brothers, I got a dream last night. Let me tell you about it. We were picking grain and your bushels bowed down to mine. How you like that? And you would have thrown your brother into a pit too if he told you that. You know, your sun and the moon and the stars bowing down to me. That's what I dreamed about. He's like, Joseph, I don't know, wisdom. Just use some wisdom. Well, you know the story. He goes off to prison in, or, or in captivity in Egypt. They put him in prison. And then he interprets two dreams of fellow prisoners. And by the time he gets out, um, and he, the word gets out about it, Pharaoh has this weird dream. And Pharaoh's like, who can interpret my dream? Nobody can tell him what it means. Can I just tell you, people have always expected dreams to be some kind of communication about what was going to happen. Like that's just in various cultures. But we're too Christian for that. Right? <laughs> Pharaoh, Pharaoh says, I had this weird dream. And somebody says, hey, there's a guy in prison that can probably interpret that for you. Joseph comes out, and I think I'm getting this right. Joseph not only tells him what his dream means, he tells him what he dreamed. And then, that might have been Nebuchadnezzar. Fact check. Somebody fact check that for me. But cows and grain, I mean, Pharaoh's getting his dreams interpreted. Joseph's interpreting dreams. And actually, it was the dreams from the Lord through a pagan king that saved not only his kingdom, but Jacob's people, God's chosen people, because they took dreams seriously. And then you've got Judges, this crazy story about a loaf of bread rolling down a hill, and someone's interpretation was that God's given us the victory. So if you see bread rolling down a hill in your dream, you're a winner, right? I don't know. 
Like, I don't know where they got that one from. Then you got Solomon's dream where the Lord comes to him in the dream and says, ask, ask me for anything. And Solomon says, I want wisdom. And God answered his prayer. It was a dream. Then Nebuchadnezzar has a, has a dream about a statue, and he's like, I don't understand this. Daniel interprets the dream. Tells him the, 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 the future. He has another dream about a tree. Daniel has a bunch of dreams that it'll just weird you out if you read it about beasts and all that kind of stuff. And then there's this really, in the New Testament, there's this really cool cluster of dream activity around the birth of Jesus. I mean, it's everywhere in the Gospels. You have it happening, Joseph's message, and of course an angel comes to Mary. It wasn't a dream, it was like, bam, there he is, Gabriel. And then he goes to Joseph and says, hey, this is going to happen. That was through a dream. And then the Magi's got a warning dream. So like, don't, like, don't, go, uh, don't go back to Herod after you've been to see the king, the baby king. And then God warns Joseph again that Herod's going to hunt him down. Uh, after Herod dies, God tells Joseph, you can come back home. But don't go through Judea. That's another dream. So we've got like six dreams just around the birth of Jesus that are super important. And then the crucifixion of Jesus, Pilate, when he was before Pilate, and he, he, he's you know, debating what to do with Jesus. The Jews are saying, if they turn him over to him, well, Pilate's wife has this nightmare that night. And she says, you better not convict this man. There's something about this out of dream last night. So 21 dreams in the Bible, and I mean, if there's that much dream stuff in the Bible, it's not to be ignored. Let's lean into it a little bit and see what God has to say. So back to my dream. I couldn't shake it. And like I said, it bothered me so bad. And I, I, I did what a lot of you do when you have dreams. You come to me and ask me. So I went to my pastor, who's my father-in-law. And I never really shared anything like this with my pastor. And I was like, look, this happened. And it really bothered me. And I don't know what to do with it. And he said something I'll never forget. He quoted Amos, the prophet Amos. He said this, for the Lord God does nothing without revealing his secret to his servants, the prophets. And he said, look at it this way. He was just nonchalant about it, like it wasn't a big deal. Look at it this way. Maybe God wants to talk to you. Maybe God wants to talk. At that point in my life, I were... I was where some of you are. And you think, God would never talk to me. I can't hear God's voice. I thought that. I was a, listen, I've been to Bible college. <laughs> but I didn't believe God loved me enough to talk to me. I believe he'd said all he needed to say. And now it was up to me to not screw it up. And I was screwing it up. <laughs> I wasn't asking God for dreams. I wasn't asking him to do anything like that. God in his mercy 
and in his grace and in his love for his boy had to shake him up a little bit. To say, Gunnar, I know your heart has been so hardened with religion that you couldn't fathom that your heavenly father would want to talk to you. And if I have to rattle your cage in the middle of the night to get you to understand that I love you and I want to talk to you, then I'll do whatever it takes. That happened two more times within the same year. That season of my life, I've been emotional about it because it's God revealing himself to me when I was so closed off. I thought I knew all I needed to know. I thought I... I, I'm just doing this thing. I've, I'm a preacher. I've, God's called me to ministry. And yet I couldn't, I didn't have a relationship. I didn't have a conversational relationship with God. I just came to him when I needed something. And he broke down that wall violently, disturbed me <laughs> to show me, hey, I'm here. And I actually love you. I don't just love you, I like you, and I want to talk to you. And I'm going to share some more stories throughout this series, but a waterfall of dream activity opened up in my life during that season of my life. And it wasn't this thing of like, oh, wow, dreams and visions, wow, you know, that was enamored with that. I was so humbled that God would speak that it changed my life forever. I'm standing here today because of that night with that funeral dream. Beyond a shadow of a doubt, I know it. Because he revealed his heart. That's the point. That's the point. That's why we're doing this series. And so if you don't get anything else, we're not chasing rabbits. We're not chasing signs and wonders, dreams and visions. We just want to know Jesus. And if Jesus is speaking through dreams, I want to have some dreams. And I want to hear his voice because I love him. And I want to know him. Okay? So the point is, God wants to talk to you. And there may be people here this morning, and you, you may be even watching online, and you just, you really don't have that kind of relationship with God, where you've known Him. You may have religion. You may know the right answers. You may be able to teach others the right answers. But when it comes to actually knowing Jesus in a personal way, that's possible. And Jesus came and he died on the cross so that any separation, any and all separation between you and him can be destroyed. And so you don't have to sit in church hoping you can just make it through. You don't have to sit in church on a Sunday and come back the next Sunday hoping you didn't screw up bad enough for God to hate you. I hope I don't go to hell and some of us, we got the eternal security thing, so we're not worried about going to hell. We just would never, ever, ever consider that Jesus is in love with us. Right. And he's here today 
And if you'll hear his voice, he's saying, I want to talk. I want to know you. I want you to know me. Revelation 3, he's not talking to unbelievers. We use this in evangelistic messages sometimes. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. He's talking to believers. Because we don't know we hadn't asked him in the house. I stand at the door and knock. If that's you today and you'd say, I, I don't know that I've ever given my heart and life to Jesus and I want to do that today. We don't have to do anything special in this service for that to happen. You know what you just need to do? You just need to tell him. And just receive the gift. You can't earn it. Isn't that good news, Daniela? You can't earn it. It's free. So is that you today? Just right now, just ask him to come in. Repent of your sin. Believe the good news of what Jesus did for you. We got any community leaders in here? If you, if you were a community leader this past semester, y'all come on up. You want to come up, uh, Andrew? Play for us. I want to pray for everybody, but I also want to have the a prayer team up here to receive people. If today you, you'd say, I want to start that relationship with Jesus because I don't know if I've ever had it, I want you to come tell somebody today what you did, okay? But here's it. Let's have everybody stand. And before we go home today, I want to do this. Um... <clears throat> I feel like I just keep leaning on this whole religion thing like <clears throat> I just know where I was and I needed somebody to tell me that God wasn't mad at me and that he loved me like that I was his child I was his kid okay I was his boy and if you're having a hard time if, if you feel the tension in your heart right now about that you're believing things about God that aren't true can I just say that? Be bold about that. Like, you're believing some things about God that are not true. And he wants to renew your mind. Paul said, be transformed by having your mind renewed. I believe God wants to transform us today. We've got to think about him differently. And so I would just invite you, and this is kind of a bold step. Like, I would invite you today that if you're struggling with that internally, about God actually liking you or loving you. And you, you may believe in Him, but you're struggling with that whole idea of He's not just furious with me. Again, being bold, the Lord's going to put words in these guys' mouths this morning by His Spirit to help you get through that wall. So come up and receive prayer for that. If you have any other need in your life, I want you to I want you to come up and receive prayer this morning. It's open, okay? Y'all good? A little heavy this morning. But know beyond a shadow of a doubt that the Lord loves you. 
Jesus loves you. He wants to talk with you. He wants to have a relationship. Okay, so let's bow our heads and then we'll we'll just kind of leave the altar open as we close. Lord, in the name of Jesus, we just come to you. We thank you. We thank you for how intimate and close you are. That you know every detail of our lives. We thank you, Lord, that you know how to speak a language our heart can understand. And today, Lord, we just invite you to draw close in this room. Just by your spirit, that your presence would just be manifest here. I mean, we're, quite frankly, I'm just tired of talking about you and it's not encountering you. So, Lord, I pray you to move through these aisles right now, through these seats. And that you would wash over your people with your love. Your tangible love. That we would see you rightly. That we'd see you clearly. Come, Holy Spirit, do what you want. In Jesus' name. We just pray protection over dreams. We pray, pray protection over minds at night. We, we, we just silence the fear and the enemy. Some of you guys are struggling with like night terrors and stuff. That leaves now in Jesus' name. You have no right. It leaves now in Jesus' name. So if that's you, if you even if, that, if that's the thing, let's put some hands on somebody. Let somebody put some hands on you, pray for you. If you're having like tormenting dreams at night and all that stuff, there's a difference between a warning dream from the Lord and a tormenting dream, and you know the difference. If you're having tormenting dreams, let's let's get let's come up and get some prayer. All right. So if you're one of those camps that I talked about a while ago, come up and receive prayer. Lord, thank you for what you've done today. Thank you that you're gonna speak to us. We just have the faith that you're gonna open up our hearts and our minds and our eyes and our ears. We just bless our own ears in Jesus' name to hear your voice more clearly. We love you, Lord. It's in your name we pray, amen. Come and get prayer. Love you guys. See you next week. We hope you enjoyed this message. For more information, visit thedwellingchurch.org.